Podcraft. Hi, welcome to Asheville Talk, a show about entrepreneurs, city influencers, and the fascinating people that make up the fiber of this town we call Asheville. I'm your host, Daniel Castillo, a local realtor with Dixon Pacifico Real Estate. Today, I'm sitting down with Rodrigo Afanador, or Afanador, uh, for, for the people that speak Spanish. Rodrigo owns Asheville Cash Buyers as well as Asheville Real Estate News, and he has an awesome story that I was able to connect with because I've, I grew up, I was born and raised in Mexico. Rodrigo is from Colombia, and... Yeah, so we're going to get into this. I, I wanted him to talk about it, not so much me. So, Rodrigo, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Uh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about, let's, let's go ahead and jump in with Colombia because this is uh, something that, that, that really, like, what makes Asheville so special is that it's a melting pot of people from all over that have lived all kinds of different lives, backgrounds, experiences, right? I mean, that's one of my favorite things. And that's one of the things that, that like, really, well, that's actually one of, the, one of the ways I met you was somebody was telling me, like, you got to meet this young guy from Colombia. You guys would definitely hit it off. So tell us a little bit about your, your story coming to the U.S. and discovering Asheville. Yeah, and uh, and I agree wholeheartedly. There's a lot of uh, interesting people you you meet here in Nashville, and the it's a lot of different people from all over Latin America. It's really exciting to be here. Uh, a lot of them, you know, don't have the mix that we do because I'm half Colombian on my dad's side and half American on my mom's side, and so uh, you know can say sometimes I have identity crisis, but not really. <laughs> but either way, so I graduated high school in 2008 in Columbia, and I actually moved about two weeks after that. I moved up to Canada. I lived up about three hours north of Toronto, moved up there in June of, was that 2008? And uh, I thought Canada was going to be my place to be. And then I met a Canadian winter, and I ran away from that as fast as possible. So once I, I experienced snow October through May, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. And uh, when I was moving from Canada, I was living in a place that was really flat. I grew up in Bogota, which is in the middle of the Andes Mountains. And so one of my criteria for moving, I was like, I want to go as far south as I possibly can and still have mountains. So Asheville kind of fit that. And at that moment, uh, I was doing a lot of whitewater kayaking, which is obviously a good thing to do here in the area as well. And so it was kind of an easy fit. Cool. So you moved to Asheville in what, like 2009? Yeah. So I showed up in Asheville uh, August 2009 and not even technically Asheville. I was out in, uh, actually uh, went to Montreat for uh, for a year and a half. And uh, that, was, that was kind of the reason I found Asheville actually. And how old were you when you moved to Asheville? Let's see. You're asking me to do math on my feet. That's never a good thing. I think I was 19. Okay. Because you're, you're what? You're 28 now? 28. Yeah. Right. So you're 28. You have a real estate investing company, and you also have a real estate news, um, like media uh, forum. Now, Something right? at least, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see. It's still growing. We'll find out what it becomes. But but I think this is so cool though, because you moved to Canada when you were, you know, so if you moved here when when you were around nineteen, so I was eighteen. I just graduated high school and I moved to Canada. Yeah, and you moved on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, me in a duffel bag, you know? You in a duffel bag. <laughs> and what was the motivation to move from Colombia to Canada? Was there one or was it just um, changed? Something so, yeah. Different? So, what I was doing in Canada, I did a like a quote unquote gap year. Okay. I was trying to figure out after high school. I, I kicked around a lot of different ideas and uh, I ended up doing a program very similar to like Homeward Bound or Outward Bound, sorry, or to like Knowles. 
it was just an outdoor leadership uh, type of, I don't know, program or, or, or setup. So did that for 10 months. It was based out of a summer camp up there. And so I worked at the camp two months before the program and then uh, two and a half months after the program. That's awesome. So you did that in Canada and then you come to Asheville. And you don't just all of a sudden like start Asheville Cash Buyers and Asheville Real Estate News. You were working at a restaurant, were you not? You did that for a few years? Uh, yeah, I did that for a while. I did a little bit of everything. I feel like when I showed up here, I you know, washed dishes, worked as a prep chef in the kitchen, was a whitewater raft guide down on the Nantahala for a little while, you know, worked some very basic landscaping, pretty much anything, uh, anything and everything to get by for a while. So this is what I love. So you you grew up in Colombia. You went to Canada. You spent a year and a half out there. You come to Asheville. You're 19 years old. All right. So everybody like try to follow this. He's 19 years old. His family is not here in Asheville or anything like that. They're they're back in Colombia, correct? Yeah. So both my parents live in Colombia still. My sister actually lives in Canada. She met a Canadian and moved up there. Oh, cool. But you were straight up doing the Asheville hustle, right? And, and those of you that live here, the Asheville hustle is like you're working, you got maybe your main gig and side gigs that you need to work to, in order to be able to, to support your lifestyle, right? And then over that period of time, you then decided that wanted to get into real estate investing, right? Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it, except I never had a main hustle for a little while. It was just like a lot of little small hustles on the side. Okay. And you were how old when you when you first decided to make that that jump, like invested into your first property? Yeah, you're really trying to embarrass me with all these math questions over here. Um, Roundabouts. 22, I think. Okay. So five years ago, so 23, 26, or sorry, 22, 23. 22, 23. 22, 23 years old, buying your first home or investment property, however you want to look at it, right? Mm -hmm. um, without local support from family or anything like that, you're just making it happen on your own. Yeah. Uh, th the investing community here, uh, the people that I've been plugged into, talked to and worked with have been awesome. And uh, I can't say enough about just super thankful and appreciative for the relationships and the people who poured into me when I first got started. Um, it's, uh, it was a world I didn't know anything about and, uh, you know, pretty much chewed me up, spit me out and just, you know, really thankful and appreciative of some of the people who had been doing it for a long time that are willing to like encourage me to get back into the game after the, the first uh, few times, you know, it was, it was a rough start. And for those of you that aren't in the know, Asheville has a really close-knit circle of hard money lenders, uh, flippers, investors, and stuff like that. And they all, for the most part, pretty much like, they don't all necessarily work together, but they're a tight community and they support each other wherever they can for the most part, right? Yeah, I'd say that's one thing that's really cool about Asheville, actually, though, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what you do, whatever you end up doing as far as your niche, you kind of meet everybody else in, in that niche, right? So if you're in... You know, if you're a chef, right, I'm going to take a guess here because I don't know anything about it. But you probably know at least 80% of all the other chefs here in Asheville who are kind of doing similar things that you're doing. And any kind of whatever your profession is, you probably know the majority of the people or at least are aware of the majority of the people who are in your profession here in town. I mean, you might know this better than me. I'm going off the top of my head. I think Asheville is what, 80, 85,000 people? Uh, and so the number fluctuates, but I think we're between 88 and 90,000 okay. right now. So say, so let's just say 90. I mean, you know, 
no profession is going to be 45,000 people, right? So once you get into your niche, like you're going to know a good amount of everybody or be aware of everybody. So it's, it's really cool. So let's take uh, just a slight step back. And how did you get into the world of real estate investing? I heard an ad on Pandora radio and uh, I was just like, I forget, I, you know, I was get rich quick. To it. it was through, it was, that's how I got excited. Cause I was, you know, struggling along, you know, working as a server. I don't even, actually, I don't think I was even working as a server then who knows what I was doing. Probably like cutting vegetables up or something. And, uh, and I heard this ad is like, you know, buy your house, do all these things, have a fast car, have models lined up for you and all this stuff. And I was like 22 years old, 23 maybe. And, uh, and do it in 30 days or less. I was like, well, that sounds good. I could, I could live with that. I'm young. I could have the rest of my life to enjoy all those things. That sounds, that sounds perfect. So I, uh, I drank the Kool-Aid. I ended up at one of those seminars where you, you go for like an hour and they say, oh, if this was interesting, then you need to sign up for our next program. Now, I was like, well, that's fine. I'll do that. I signed up for that program. Then I went to a three-day uh, event. It was actually down in Greenville, South Carolina. And I went to that event. And then they're like, well, this is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to know more, you need to empty out the coffers. And then you can sign up for the real event where we're going to actually teach you everything. And so, you know, at that point, I was like, well, got nothing else to lose. So I signed up for that event and uh, did that and arguably didn't really learn anything that was applicable. And uh but at that point in time, I told so many people and like spent all my money on that. I was like, well, kind of have to make it work now or else I'm just going to be really embarrassed with everybody. And so, uh, yeah, kind of just did that and got back and from that event and just tried to make it happen. And it took a long time. And so now where we're at today, Asheville Cash Buyers, it's an established business, right? You, you feel comfortable with, with where you're at with it. And tell us a little bit about what you do. What what does Asheville Cash Buyers do? Yeah. And so I'm going to just say this established business, man. I, I still feel like every day I'm, I'm, I'm just going out there trying to keep this thing stitched together and make sure it keeps keeps growing and keeps working and uh, we keep doing what we do well. Um, the best way to describe it is, you know, we, we fill kind of a, a unique niche in the, in the real estate market. And uh, you know this better than, you know, maybe the, anybody who's not in real estate. So if you're in real estate, you understand that not every house is an easy transaction to buy, whether it's a timing thing or just the condition of the house. So kind of the niche that we live in is a house that needs to sell really quickly. So the quickest we've bought a house was, I think we went under contract on a Friday and we closed the following Thursday, which is, I think you would, you would agree is a pretty quick, quick timeline. But then it's also buying houses and working with people who have, you know, a non-traditional type of closing wouldn't work for them because the house won't qualify for financing because there's some crazy title issues that just need to be ironed out. And maybe the average person wouldn't be, you know, know which hoops to jump through, even though it's all solvable. And so that's kind of our thing. So the best way to put it is, uh, you know, we do the stuff, the, the pieces of the puzzle that are really annoying. That's why, that's why I get all the gray hairs from. Sure. And, and you work with those people who are, are in really tough situations as well. And you try to, to offer them a solution, right. Which would help get them out of, out of whatever situation that they're in. Yeah, abs absolutely. So one of the things that I have to say a lot is like, look, hey, I might be your least favorite solution. Us having this conversation might be the last conversation in the world you want to have, but at least you're getting to have a conversation with somebody about kind of controlling what's going to happen. And then Asheville Cash Power is just based on, on the type of properties that, 
that you identify and that, that kind of like fit into your niche, you're also helping support the affordable housing here in town, right? Because many of the properties that you guys end up picking up, because you do a lot of uh, rentals as well. It's not just quick flips and everything like that. You do a lot of rentals, right? Yeah, that's correct. And then these rentals end up fitting into a price point for people that that can't either afford one of the nicer apartments in town or can't quite afford a mortgage or something like that, or maybe they don't have their credit aligned for that. So you're kind of helping fit that void a bit, are you not? Yeah, I think I am super, uh, I think very, very vocal about that. I think manufactured housing, whether it's single wides or double wides, have a very important role to play when it comes to providing good quality housing to people. And uh, there's a bit, you know, you can buy, I mean, do you, I don't know if you know this off the top of the head, but what's like a thousand square foot, three bed, one bath house going for right now, give or take? Give or take on the condition that it's in. It's like going to be it's in move in ready condition. Move in ready condition. The lower the square foot value, the higher the price point. So we could be looking anywhere between $200 a square foot to $260 a square foot. So that's looking at $200,000 to $260,000 for a thousand square foot home. And we were just talking about this on, on you know, we're looking, so a double wide, that's a 1,500 square foot double wide on half an acre or an acre of land. How much is that going to go for? I mean, that's going to go, depending on the condition, anywhere but from like again, 70. Again, moving condition, moving condition. Moving condition, you're going to be looking at around 100, and, 100 to $130,000, yep. somewhere around there. And the expensive ones are 150, right? So like yep. that's my whole point is you're going to be spending sometimes half the amount of money and you're going to get some, in some cases, the double the square footage that you would on a house. And so that, I mean, that's special, a new single wide that's in moving condition. If you can get financing for it, you're talking about $80,000, right? Give or take if you're in the County. So there's really something that about to be said about manufactured housing, giving people who are wanting to do ownership of land or a house, an option. And on the flip side is, the rental side of things, you know, a good single wide is going to be a much different price point than a, not than an average house. And this is something that like, I'm just guessing here, but you moved from a foreign country and a lot of the people that are, you know, looking, that are looking at those types of housings are people that are also from foreign countries as well. Right. So you actually get to kind of like service a little bit there. That's exactly what I thought, and I have not found that to be the case, actually. Really? Yeah, I think uh, at this moment, there, we, don't have, we don't have any tenants that are actually Spanish-speaking. And wow. I would have never thought I would say something like that when I first got into it, right? That was my assumption, too. But no, I think, you know, I think it's just there's a lot of recognition that you know, good quality housing actually doesn't have to be a house. It can be a manufactured, you know, you know, whether it's a single wide or a double wide and, and, and people want that. Because people want to like, people want to spend their money in different ways. Some people want to put a large part of their investment into the actual home while other people maybe want a smaller investment to go into the home and then be able to have money to either travel or buy the, the nicer car that they want, or maybe it's about reinvesting back into their business, but it, it offers a lot of different options for them. Does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, once you get the possibility where your housing costs are a different price point, it gives you the option where you're a lot able to be a lot more creative in other areas of your financing or in your life. And you're not going to be living under a crazy amount of pressure all the time. And that's something to be said about just emotional peace of mind, right? For sure. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what it's like to be like 
stress about how you're going to pay your bills and everything, and especially when you're trying to build something new, right? Many of us just say, you know what, right now's the time, and I'm just going to go for it, whether it's emotionally, like that's what you need to do, or financially, it's just where you're at. So being able to have that option can be a huge relief. Um, so you've been doing Asheville Cash Buyers, and you're rather uh, involved in the community. You support nonprofits here in town, and you've also started Asheville Real Estate News. So tell us a little bit about that branch of of your endeavor there. So uh, yeah, Asheville Real Estate News has been a it's been a really fun, you know, just side project to everything what we're doing. Basically, the reason we got started is Nolan, who who works with me. And uh, he and I were just talking. We're like, hey, like, there's a void right now in Asheville. If you want good information about real estate, that's it's just not really out there, right? So if you Google and you're, or you get on YouTube and you're trying to find real estate information or have a conversation or a platform for real estate-related conversations in Asheville, it just didn't exist. And so we're, I think we're in like episode number 35 or so, give or take now. And we try to do, we do a release a week, right? And it's been fun to just see that. I think that it's a good place to just have random conversations, whether you're talking to somebody who's given their opinion on something that has to do with the market, or you're getting an opinion from a professional involved in the market, like an attorney or CPA, et cetera, or you're just having a story, a crazy story about what somebody went through or an experience that they had buying or selling their house. It's, uh, as you know, most transactions in real estate, there's a pretty interesting story about why that house works for somebody or why they decided to sell. And I guess it's not happening. And then also, you know, if you're doing small time investing, which a lot of people are interested in doing, where do you go for that right now that's local to the market? I don't, you know, like it's just not really super available. And what I also like is, uh, I mean, you're bringing on all different types of guests from like the, uh, I forgot his name, but he was running for sheriff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Randy Smart. Mm -hmm. Right. You sat down with the mayor of Asheville. You've sat down with other real estate investors, people involved within the Airbnb realm and everything. And it's a forum for people that want to get involved or want to get connected, but may not know how to, right? This is offering not only names, but uh, information for people to now have a tool with which to be able to move forward and continue to go within their involvement of whatever that may be. Yeah, so, no, that, that's exactly right. I think sometimes there's a lot of information that's available, but right now, or oftentimes, just as you, when you first start getting started looking into any conversation, it's hard to know where to look, right? And so that's what we're hoping to do is, hey, if you're interested in real estate, come listen to our show, choose whichever episode or topics interest of you, and then you can kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit. So we're just kind of trying to be real estate total. And then if you like something, here's where you go to a little have that deep dive. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I love all of it. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, man, well, I appreciate I it. that. And you've been um, on twice now or three times. You're like one of our most like popular that. guests, man. So thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, no, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. I mean, a, a large part of that has um, spawned a lot of what's happening right now. So I, I want to say thank you for, for those opportunities. I hope that you're enjoying the show. Asheville Talk will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Lancaster Law Firm, a real estate law firm focused on high quality service and an elevated client experience. To learn more, visit LancasterLawFirm.com. And now back to the show. But we've talked a little bit about the professional level. Let's talk a little bit about um, 
the town of Asheville, right? So what are some of your favorite things about this town? Like what's what's keeping you here outside of just building your business here in town? Yeah, well, great question. When I first moved here, I was convinced I was going to leave within a year. And then a year passed and I was like, oh, well, I'll leave within two years. Now I don't think, you know, I don't know when I'm going to leave if at all, right? It's a, it's a sticky place. There's something about it. You show up, kind of no matter what your intentions are, it's hard to leave. Um, I love the accessibility. So I grew up in Bogota, Colombia, right? City of like, I guess now it's 9 million people. I think when I was there, it was about 8 million people. It was very much city, but in the mountains. But was, and that was really cool. And that's something we have here. The difference is you can actually get to the mountains here. From my office, uh, I got, you know, 10 minutes. I can be on my bike from the ha- from my house. It's 10 minutes. I can be in the Blue Ridge Parkway hiking or just spending time outside. The accessibility of just spending time in nature is incredible here. Um, I know the traffic's gotten worse, but in my experience, the traffic here is really not too bad, all things considered. I'm very much grew up spending hours every day sitting in traffic jams. And so a couple 10 minutes here and there are very manageable for me. So I love the accessibility of the outside. I like the the laid back approach to everything here. Um, You know, there's not a lot of expectations it's more about what you do and if you do it well that's what people really focus on i think that's exciting too and uh yeah food is really good here and i enjoy i enjoy eating so that's a good thing it's kind of hard to talk about Asheville without talking about the food is it not yeah i I don't know how you do it they kind of go hand in hand don't they do you have a go-to place well, it depends what we're talking about. Go to for dinner, lunch, you know, what are we, you know, it just depends. I think it's like, so that's one, a great thing. Like, there's one. a niche yeah, for yeah. everything, right? So, okay, no, yeah. You know, a place I've really liked a lot recently is La Calle. Um, it's uh, right next to Limones. Yes, in La Calle. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the what, what is it? I've been there once and I'm trying to remember if it was, if it was Mexican street food or if it was a Spanish street food. It's Mexican it's- and, and great cocktails, but also give a shout out to Curate. Uh, that's actually where I was serving tables before I got into the real estate thing. and uh, With Chef Katie Button. Uh-huh, Chef and uh, Katie Button and with Felix. I learned so much from them and uh, super thankful for the opportunity they gave me when they hired me without any serving experience back in the day when they first opened. So Very cool. And now she also has Night Bell. Which is awesome. I saw you say something about it on Facebook. It's a great spot. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorite date spots in town for sure. Uh, not only is it easily accessible, so it doesn't always it doesn't have a much of a weight, especially in uh, comparison to to Curate. and and just the decor and everything that they have going on in there is just so different to many of the other restaurants that that you find here in town. So yeah, you can't go wrong there at all. And yeah, so. Tell me a little bit about uh, one of your uh, more memorable or favorite experiences that you've had since living here in town. Memorable or favorite experiences since I moved to Asheville, huh? Yeah. Professionally, non-professionally, it doesn't matter across the board. Man, putting me on the spot here. I think, uh, you know, hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's just it's almost just the uh, the accessibility of everything. So it wouldn't be necessarily a memorable experience. It's just the feeling, and that's something that I still have a lot. Is 
when you come down uh, 240 and you're going over the Patton Bridge to go to West Asheville, especially in the mornings on a clear morning and the mountains are just right there in the backdrop. That's just, uh, that's, that's special every time. And, you know, in the winter, the really cool thing is you don't get like to see like snow capped mountains here very often, but that's one of the places that when it does have snow, you get the dusting there in the mountains and it's just super beautiful. It's just such a great reminder about how fortunate and lucky we are to live in a place like Asheville that people come all over the world to, to see and visit. For sure. So do you see yourself staying here? Yeah, for the foreseeable future. I mean, living, I like to get out and about a little bit as far as traveling, but yeah, I'll definitely be, my roots are here are pretty deep right now, so. Yeah. Now, would you say that the experience that you've lived here in Asheville, right, or the people, has any of that played a role in who you are today, or do you think you could have been who you are today had you lived somewhere else? I think that's a great question, man. Uh, I think... I would probably not be a really smart person if I thought that the last where I spent the last nine years of my life wouldn't be impacted, wouldn't have had an impact on who I am today. So no, I think it's quintessential to who I am today, the experiences I've had here, the people I've met, the relationships I've built. So yeah, really thankful. And obviously, I mean, any 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 place you put roots down, it's gonna go a long ways into determining what type of person you become. Yeah, that's one of my favorite conversations to have with people around here because that so this is technically my second time around in Asheville, and that's one of the main things that that drew me back here. Uh, coming back was very much starting a new chapter in my life, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt a little lost, and I was really hoping that being around all of these inspiring people that have lived all types of incredible lives would eventually help give me some type of a sense of direction as to where I was going to be moving towards next. Wholeheartedly agree, man. The stories of the people who are here and how they got here and what they do is awesome. It's absolutely super interesting. Well, Rodrigo, this has been super fun. I really appreciate you coming on to the show, talking a little bit about your story and your experiences. If people wanted to connect with you and learn a little bit more about either Asheville Cash Buyers or Asheville Real Estate News, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. It was, it was really fun talking to you. Uh, I think the the best place to connect would be on Instagram. So I spend the most amount of my time. It's uh, just Rodrigo Afonador on Instagram or Asheville Real Estate News, if that's what you're interested in. Or I don't know if I even know my handle is 100% for Asheville Cash Buyers. I think it's just Asheville underscore real estate. So but just, you know, that'd be the place. Just look for us on Instagram. That's the best place to connect and on Facebook, but mostly Instagram. Thank you for listening to Asheville Talk. If you'd like to learn more about the show, you can find us on Facebook at Asheville Talk. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on the show, send me a note. You can email me, daniel at dixonpacifica.com. Again, daniel at dixonpacifica, all one word, dot com. I look forward to hearing from you and see you next time. Asheville Talks theme music is Return of Jafar, courtesy of Natural Born Leaders from Asheville, North Carolina. Visit them at naturalbornleadersband.com. Asheville Talk is produced by Podcraft. Create a great podcast at podcraft.us.